Paysetters is a Baltimore metro area business development group that is dedicated to connecting local companies and organizations to collectively grow their businesses. We work collectively to improve our businesses and gain a return. Beyond that, we make sure group members know each other's respective businesses so they can be true referral partners. We have the mentality of, what can we do for the others in the room? Members are encouraged to learn the businesses of their peers and look for ways to help. There's an expectation of members that if they need services another member provides, they give them a legitimate chance to win their business. The group is not just about direct opportunities. It's about who else do we know and how can we connect them with our Paysetters colleagues. Paysetters is a part of Baltimore Sports and Life, BSL. You can learn more about Paysetters, including information on our existing partners at BaltimorePaysetters.com. Hello and welcome into Pace Setters. I'm joined today by Danielle Berman, President and Founder, CEO of Tackle What's Next. Danielle, how are you doing? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Doing great. My thanks for joining us today. Uh, as background, tell us about Tackle What's Next. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Tackle What's Next is a consulting firm where we help athletes transition out of sport. Uh, so we work with them to help them access opportunities in careers, to start their own businesses, um, or just to kind of better grapple with the changes going on after they retire or graduate. Um, and our goal is to really change how that process works and how a lot of them do kind of slip through the cracks when they do leave sport um, and just make it a more productive and positive experience for them. So this arm of your business, uh, you started just a uh little under a year and a half ago. Tell us about that start and kind of uh, the progression to uh, where you are now. Uh, yeah. And- yeah, exactly. We started just about January 2019. Um, we put plans together with a couple of athletes that have their own brands um, to do an event during Super Bowl 2020 um, in Miami. And we just kind of put it out there, started reaching out to people to say we wanted to do an event around athletes and transition during that kind of high profile week for the sports world. And we got a lot of positive feedback, including people saying, what else are you doing? And what other services are you going to offer? And how else are you going to be marketing and supporting the athletes? And so I had to do a lot of thinking on my part of, is this an area I want to fully step into and not just do an event, but really offer services and additional support. Um, and that's really what we've been working on building since then. We were contacted by a couple of local chapters of former athletes in the DC area. We did an event there in September of 2019, actually before our uh, Miami Super Bowl event this past year. Um, and so it just kind of snowballed once we started telling people um, and I say we because I had a couple of part-timers and assistants and consultants that were supporting, um, and some still are. But yeah, it was it was started snowballing as we were reaching out to people and talking to people about the goal and the plan. People were saying, "How can I help?" and and "What else are you going to do?" And that's where we ended up where we are now. Where now we're offering coaching and support services and some accountability programs in addition to a lot of online events. Ah, given everything that's going on. <laughs> So I think snowballing is a great uh, way to describe the success you're having. At least looking from the outside, it seemed like your first year you really were building momentum. Of course, you get into 2020, you had plans for the year. 
Uh, like everybody else, you're dealing with this current uh, COVID environment. It's forced you to adjust. Uh, you've gone to a, like everybody else, a virtual environment. Uh, tell us about that transition and the virtual events you've done this year. Yeah, it was it was definitely unique for us. Like you said, we had a lot of plans for the year, including like four live events. Um, we were able to do our Super Bowl event, which was great. Um, we had a lot of big momentum coming out of that. We were supposed to be at the Final Four in Atlanta during uh, March Madness to do another event, and we were really gearing up for that when obviously everything stopped, um, and we did have to really shift our focus. Um, we've always wanted to put online programming together and these courses and curriculum and online events, but you know that was something we were really focused on Q4 this year, really, like maybe starting to dig into it once we had a good success with the live events and had gotten that system kind of mastered, as I like to say. Like We wanted to really get that to the point where it was cut and paste in different cities or different topics and different you know, venues, but it was really kind of good to go. Um, and then we were going to dive into building online. And obviously this year kind of changed that entire plan. And we dug really quickly back into the online programming and workshops and live streams that we had been doing a little bit, but just went headfirst into that. And we made our Atlanta event an online event. We had a lot of great turnout there. And again, just kind of kept going, tried to bring some one a one hour topics that we could connect with people on that were sitting at home waiting for school to go back or for you know sports to come back and we were able to reach a lot of different people that way so it was it was definitely a big change but it ended up just moving our priorities from later this year up up a few months <laughs> so i feel like you've built a strong reputation here locally i've had lots of conversations with people that have interacted you with Danielle and they've had great things to say so that's credit to you but again looking from the outside I kind of perceive that you've built a larger reputation outside of, uh, of Baltimore uh, you've talked about the events that you had done in Miami and doing this virtual event in Atlanta and as I look at some of the uh, look at your website directly and see the events that you have forthcoming you've built a large uh, structure outside of the area which you know talks to to your networking abilities and, and overall. So um, I guess where I was going that is what locally, even though the people that know you locally really uh, like and appreciate you, but what locally uh, can we do to, to increase your presence? What do you need here? How can we support you in that regard? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, definitely I, I love connecting with people and networking. And so um, the reason it's probably so many people is because I, I love chatting with them. And we could definitely say the same about you, Chris, that you're really well connected here. And it's it's definitely uh, always a, a, a familiar name when I say, oh, do you know Chris? So um, right back at you. But I, I would say in terms of the local community here, we're, we're always looking to support athletes and executives everywhere. And so that's something that I want to do a better job of really reaching out to those that are here in the area um, that, you know, we are a national company. We are working with people across the country. Um, but one of the things that I want to do better is really maximizing the groups, the individuals and the organizations that are just right here in Baltimore to say, how can we collaborate? How can we create better resources for the athletes, whether they're here in Baltimore or across the country, especially now that we're in this virtual space. Um, so I think 
you know, if, if your company is looking at hiring athletes, if your company has ever been interested in providing services to athletes, um, whether it's a product or a consulting role, um, we should definitely chat because we, we have a lot of athletes all over the place that are always looking for ways to get better, to learn, to, to work. Um, and so that's one thing I'd love to, to dig into more is, is working with a lot more local businesses and local experts here to get them involved with some of the work that we're doing. So let's uh, explore that a little bit further. So um, it's pretty, you know, I run a sports media site, so it's fairly natural for me uh, in terms of understanding why companies hire athletes, but let's let's hear you directly articulate that. Why do why do companies look for that background? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I think because athletes have been proven successful in many positions in corporate America or really in any kind of business, um, they are extremely self motivated. They also do a lot of work outside of the nine to five hours. Um, they are used to being able to practice and, and work on their own uh, to get better. And the other thing I would say is they're just really, really coachable. They take criticism well. They're used to getting criticism because they understand that it's helping them get better. Uh, you know, I can't speak for every athlete, but the majority understand that it's not something that's a personal attack. It's something that, you know, they want to get better. Their boss wants them to do better at the job. They're going to take that piece of feedback and implement it. Um, and they're also just extremely goal-oriented. So you can put a goal in front of them and say, I want you to contact 40 people by the end of the day. They're going to get it done because they're able to really piece that together and go, okay, well, it's 9 a.m. How many people do I have to reach out to before lunch to get to 40, you know, to get to halfway? You know, okay, 20 people. Who am I going to reach out to? Let's put that plan together. They're just used to seeing the end goal and working backwards, right? Because that's what they do in their sports. They, they know the end goal is reaching the championship and winning it, and they have to work backwards. What am I going to do today to reach that goal? And I think that's one thing that employers that we've talked to, they love hiring student athletes or athletes in general because they can take the criticism, they can take the feedback, and they make it better, and they're always looking to improve. They're always looking to get better. It's never a never perfect they always are trying to strive to do more so that's really some of the things we've heard from employers yeah, I, and that we see i love, love that answer danielle in terms of both uh, being receptive to uh criticisms and growth and coaching but also the uh goal-oriented aspect and then the also the idea of them just being team players and, and learning how to uh, mm -hmm. uh be, be in that environment of uh you know, working off of each other. Um, so we can go kind of two ways there. So one on the athlete side and connecting them to other companies. So you need a, you need to know companies and opportunities that directly that you can directly lead them into. And then you also need more athletes, right? In terms yeah. of, so you're here based locally, but you are a national company and you have in our own backyard, you have obviously uh, the Orioles and Ravens, but you know, not further, not far down the road, you, know, you have DC sports. Uh, but you also help ex college athletes as well, uh, and you have a tremendous amount of college college athletes in, in the area. Um, so it's one, and just making sure that people know that your services and a lot of people are connected to athletes and being able to use you as kind of an intermediary right and how can 
how can they connect you and then you can be the conduit to to the uh, companies is that is that the best way people can really be an advocate for you absolutely so yeah we've you know companies have come to us to say hey we want to hire athletes or have athlete clients can you help us find some and we've approached it as you know we'll bring some candidates that might be a good fit your way um, we've also worked with athletes that come to us and say, this is the kind of job I'm trying to get. Do you know companies that might be a good fit? And we've, we've kind of, we kind of go both angles because we work with a lot of athletes on small groups and one-on-one that have their own specific goals or aspirations in a certain industry. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to do every day is make connections in the pro space and the college space, let them know what we're doing, let them know what services we offer. And the biggest thing we can do is connect, 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 because nine times out of 10, there is an employer that wants to hire this athlete. They just don't know about each other. And so we just need to get them in the same room or on the same phone call so that they can learn about each other and, and, uh, and get that relationship started. So we focus a lot with the athletes we work with on figuring out what they want to do, which is a big challenge in itself when sports is over. Um, but then also trying to, trying to get them kind of narrowed down on, okay, Here's what you want to do. How do you reach out to those people? How do you make those connections and how do you build those relationships? And we, we do a lot of connecting to make that initial intro and then kind of guide the athlete through um, navigating that relationship. Yeah. So you're uh, after you've made the connection, but you're also helping with the direct transition itself. So that involves uh, coaching on your on your side as well, kind of going over their existing skills and but also to the point you just made of understanding what is it they want to be doing, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what are they best suited for? Exactly. Right. And it's, I think, a big challenge for a lot of them to know what they want to do because they've never taken the time to think about it. Um, sport is a pretty much one focus kind of job. You don't necessarily get the luxury of doing internships or doing, um, you know, kind of having extracurriculars outside of it once you get to a certain level. Um, especially in college when you're trying to do coursework as well. Um, it can be a lot of pressure and a lot of time that you have to manage. So getting an internship seems like the last thing on your to-do list. Um, what we tell a lot of athletes, especially if they do make it to the pros, is like use that time off really wisely um, and take those. If you are lucky enough to have, you know, like the NFL, like a six-month off season, take that and do an internship. Take that and, and really make connections and, and go out and take that time to not just relax, but also build something that can keep you going after you're done. Because um, sports just is not a long-term sustainable career path. So um, that's one thing we talk about. But yeah, we do a lot of coaching anywhere from trying to figure out what they like, which is just helping them you know, find the things that they enjoy, what makes them happy, and how can they turn that into a career. Um, but also just what are they interested in? What, what fields have they worked in before? Sometimes it's easier to know, like, what do you not want to do? And kind of start from there. So we, we do everything from there all the way to like somebody that's like, I know I want to work in tech and this is the area I want to be in, but I don't have any connections there. So how do I make those connections? So um, kind of runs the gamut from there, but it's, it keeps me interested. It keeps us interested because it's always something different depending on the athlete and what he or she is trying to do. So let's talk about you a little bit more specifically. So probably another virtual or, or event or two on the horizon for you. Um, what do you look forward uh, for when you're building out your panels and your, your speakers? And 
who would be viable speakers for you at, at a subsequent event? Yeah, that's a good question. We do have a virtual event um, coming up, on, unfortunately, in place of a live event in July. Um, so we're excited about it. It's a little bit of a bittersweet situation, but we're sure I'm sure it'll go really well. Um, but we, when we look for speakers, we're really looking for someone that has specific experience in an area, um, whether it's an athlete or not. Um, we do try and focus on a lot of athletes as our speakers, especially those that have already transitioned into an industry. Um, but really the focus for us is we want the speaker to add value. We want their leadership and their ideas and their experience to be a value add simply by them having a conversation. Um, and we also look for speakers that are interested in creating connections within our network. Um, so if somebody's kind of, you know, really has their own setup, they're good to go, they, they have a pretty big following already, they are doing a ton of speaking all the time. We don't necessarily go after all those people because one, we don't have a large budget, but two, it's, it's, they aren't going to take the time that maybe some other speakers we have are to actually reach out to some of the attendees that shoot them a note or to, you know, stay around for a networking session or, you know, actually be involved in what we're building as Tackle What's Next. And so um, we really try and focus on like who's going to be the best candidate to one, speak on this topic, but two, actually stay involved with us as we continue to do more in this area as a partner or a, a support system or an advisor. So we kind of look at those speakers that want to add value because they care about the athletes that we're working with and, and just, you know, the idea of supporting the athletes in, a, in the space of transitioning out. Um, that's really what we focus on. Uh, what could you use directly outside of referrals or connections? You know, what do you further need for your businesses? Is a, do you need a capital infusion at this point to, to go to a next next level? Or, or, or are you comfortable where you are with that? Do you need help on the marketing or PR side? What do you what would be helpful for you? Yeah, so it's still, um, we are pretty small. So I have, it's me and I have a couple of part-timers that work with us. So we're, we're kind of a small lean team here. So all of the above, <laughs> um, we're still so new that we're still really kind of building a lot of our uh, blocks and, and systems and things to put into place. Um, I don't think we, while we will always gladly accept capital, we are probably not ready to be taking on any kind of capital sources um, but definitely always looking for, like you said, referrals and partners, um, and trying to build up a much bigger marketing powerhouse. So that's really our focus this summer, um, as well as has been this past six months is really building out our social media, building out our newsletter. We started doing a weekly newsletter a couple months ago and trying to make that something that's marketable and valuable for us. Um, and just trying to really build out that community so that we can use that community to then grow and build awareness in their own circles and bring people back to us. So I would say in terms of, you know, what we're really looking for, um, it is that marketing power and then definitely partners and people that we can connect with and, and share resources. Um, that's always something that's on uh, top of my mind is we're always trying to collaborate to, to get further together. <laughs> And we have to get get you out in more instances. You, you're doing, you're putting together your events and you're putting together the panels. But the idea of you know you're doing the coaching and you've built up this, and people should recognize Danielle more <laughs> as the leader that you are. So uh, you're available for speaking engagements uh, 
as well, and I imagine uh, where do you where do you think you would best shine in terms of speaking in in front of prospective audiences? Yeah, um, that's something I've been doing over the past year. I've really enjoyed it and excited to do more. Um, I definitely fit into a lot of the kind of sports business conversations that I've I've spoken at before. But I've also moderated several panels in the nonprofit sector, as well as uh, really in the general kind of transition world. So uh, how do you leave a job? How do you find what you want to do next? Um, Some of the kind of career coaching or next steps for businesses areas um, and entrepreneurship circles. So all of that's always great. I would say my biggest focus right now is in that sports business circle or in that kind of athlete development circle, um, just because that's where a lot of our target audience is. Uh, but that's always something I, I enjoy doing and, and I love moderating too, which I know some people aren't as big of fans of. I think it's really cool to, to kind of facilitate the conversation as well, but I definitely agree. I'm, I'm, that's one of my goals for 2020 and beyond is to be more forward facing in the company myself. (laughs) Danielle, appreciate you being a part of Paysetters and joining us today. You, you, uh, you add a lot to the group and we also appreciate your leadership overall to the community. Uh, so any final thoughts, anything we didn't touch, anything you'd like people to, to know about tackle what's next? Sure. So we have a couple of online events coming up over the next few weeks. You can go to tacklewhatsnext.com to learn all about those. Um, they're all free and open to the public. So we'd love to have everybody jump in and, and check them out based on the topics that, uh, you know, that are on there and what you're interested in. And, I would love to connect with anybody that, you know, is listening to this and is interested in supporting some of the athletes we work with. So you can find us all at TackleWhatsNext.com. And again, Chris, it's been amazing to be a part of Setters, And thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate that, Danielle. We'll end with that. Just put one add-on to that. So people say, I don't know that I'm looking to hire a prospective uh former athlete at this time, why should I be joining, uh, uh, why should I pay attention to tackle what's next and going through that? You have a lot of interesting speakers at at your events, and uh, they can uh, provide insight to businesses in a lot of different ways beyond just immediate immediate hiring, uh, and it's additional uh, skills that they can utilize for all aspects of their business. So, whether or not they're looking to make the immediate hire, check out Tackle What's Next. Look for Danielle's next event. We'll make sure that we're advertising it amongst our uh, pace setters. Danielle, thanks again, and, and let's uh, talk soon. Yeah, thanks, Chris.